Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Puff. Sip. We're back. What's up? Welcome back. It's well, a few hours well, later. Oh, that's right. I guess I can sing less since we have our lovely jingle at the beginning. Yeah, I think you'll stop singing less. <laughs> Maybe just at different points. Mm-hmm. It is loud. Excuse me. 804. Mm-hmm. Same day, December the 7th. Two thousand eight. Do you believe this year is almost done? Like it needs it's to about be. to be oh nine. This has been one crazy year. I'm kind of glad and waiting for it to end. Yes. Uh just to start another year with some craziness now. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh nine's gonna be better <laughs> when it comes to all that kind of stuff. So anyway, um Go Eagles. We like totally missed the Eagles game. Yeah, woo! <laughs> Hearts are torn apart. We were doing a podcast, I guess. We were so engrossed, and I didn't expect it to be on it early. Right? Yeah. Normally, I'm thinking it's either a four o'clock four, game or six or even or eight. eight o'clock game, <laughs> but not a one o'clock game. So anyway, we missed it. They beat the Giants, mm. which is pretty impressive because Giants are good. Yeah, good team, top right? in the division. Wow! But Westbrook had a shining moment man don't believe two. the hype they do all this kind of crap all the time you're such a hater I'm a hater I'm going by this, the stats <laughs> and whatever yeah and then the, the Cowboys uh, somehow lost against the Steelers they had the game when I last saw it yeah it was exciting too down and the Cowboys I mean the uh, Steelers made a nice little comeback yep. ended up winning so Hey, what you gonna do? What you gonna I do? I see. Uh, my team has won their division. The uh, Denver Broncos. Broncos. Good. But All their right. record's not that great. Yeah. All right. I don't care about football. To be honest, it's like it's so it's such a testosterone-driven. And I know that they've got a female league and a lot of female... Well, it's a man's sport. I mean, it's but it football. Really, it really is a man's sport. So, anyway. Nobody tries to make it other than that. Yeah. Even the women's league. I mean, there's no femininizing, if that's even a darn word. Football. It's meant for men. It's intended for men. It's a rough sport. So... It Remember is that what game it we went is. To? The women's yeah, the women's league. league. Yep. That was scary. Yes. They were playing hard. I mean, it was nice to go to, but I don't see me being wanting to be a part of that. Or it I, was different. I put yeah. 
I, I mean, think I would probably just want to go just to be in the, in the atmosphere. Uh, atmosphere of right. lesbians. You right. know, any any activity that would <laughs> allow me to be free, so to speak, it's it's welcome. Right. But I don't know how like serious I would get into it in no. terms of following the season and oh, no. you know. No, I would no. look at it as a social event. Hey, a bunch of lesbians, let's all get together and go to the football game. <laughs> Smoke, drink. Matter of fact, yeah. let's just skip the game and go straight to the Yeah, after party or whatever. Did they go to the little place? Yeah, it was something where did they end up with chickens and peach? Yeah. We ended up going. So I think we, we were there for this once again the social thing. Just the whole never seeing never really football like, team. Not far. It was like yeah. a feast, right? I think we spent up a good push of the game. Excuse me, eating snacks <laughs> and watching the crowd and, yes. and watching a couple of hard hits like wow. I know. I so, kinda put that in the same category that boxing. I do with I hate watching nah, women. I don't box. I don't even have a dis now I could do that I could watch the football, you know, go to a game or whatever, but I have no desire, no interest in watching females box. Oh it's just that's just, definitely it's against nature. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, strap on, scrap on the street corner in North Philly, something different. Strap on. I meant scrap. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's a whole different type of fight. No, I don't like that either. What am I saying? I mean, I don't want to watch it either, but <laughs> it happens. Yeah. So anyway, um, I was starting to review our last episode of the, our doubleheader, dear. We're having a podcast day, um, where I started talking about car wash, and then I mentioned. I gave my opinion on the film, offhanded opinion. Oh, she's giving me the eyes again, like, don't do it. But I never actually got to my point. So I just, I, I don't want to re- revisit and have you cuss me out yet again. <laughs> People know that they will leave voicemail messages for us in your favor about how wonderful that movie was. But we were not going to go back there. So my point was for bringing it up was to say that I loved that that song when it would come on when I would hang in that old head that old bar mm-hmm. old head setting back in I don't know five six years ago <laughs> yeah and when car wash would come on me and my cousin and it was like she would look at me and she would know oh shit car wash is on and I didn't care I would stand up and start shaking my it's just something about that beat. It just yeah, that gets beat is me. hot. I be pounding it on my chest time. at work. <laughs> <laughs> they be like, "What are you doing that for?" Car uh, wash, car wash, people. Car wash. But they are Caucasians asking. They have a right to ask because they, they don't, don't know. But I don't. But I don't. I don't have any questions about the beat. Oh yeah, I know. I know. It's just you the know. whole movie. Anyway, we're not going back there. Yep. So anyway, that I just find it very ironic and much more of a coincidence. Than anything I, I else, I guess that we now have that as our jingle since that was a song that has been. Yeah, we wasn't together or anything. We pleaser. decided. I just kind of heard the beat. Yeah. It was like, well, actually, it was. I heard whistling first. Uh, no, yeah, you told me something. Then it else. was. I was like, oh, got to be real. Yeah. To be real, got to. But be you know, in a sense. To be real, as much as I like that song, I think it's been overdone. Like yeah. it's been just beat to death. Whereas Car Wash, I think you just don't hear that as much. Yeah, it's true. Even on the old head station. So anyway, 
I'm happy with it. Hoping that you guys are happy with it as well. Alright. So, um, since we hit the religious, which I think is going to be, that was a really good podcast. I have to if listen I can to it. say so myself. My mic is getting a little, hope y'all can hear me okay. Um, yeah, so that was an excellent podcast, I think, that we did. If I could be unbiased, which I know I can't. So we're going to hit this, the third or fourth question in KB's last string of questions to us. And it was about um, when is the best time to tell her nine-year-old daughter that she's in a relationship with another woman, that she's lesbian. So um, we didn't want to touch that in the last po- to- podcast because that topic is just enough in and of itself. And we could probably do follow-ups and updates and whatever of because we talked about a lot in an hour and a half <laughs> so anyway so tonight's topic is um we're not talking about if your kids are gay we're talking about as gay and lesbian parents um how you know how do you go about either coming out to your kids or if they don't if they already know just what are some of the concerns and issues that occur um, as it relates to that so um, just to share with you some very brief statistics that we found mm-hmm. um, in 1990 oh and we sipping on some eggnog tonight we still got eggnog left mm-hmm. yes and I'm sipping people sipping okay. now I'll be puffing in a little bit Ooh. after this I'm gonna wait till after this okay um, so in 1990, there were an estimated um, between 6 to 14 million children with either a gay or lesbian parent. Wow. And then between... That's eight, a lot. That's a lot. And, and then, it's a lot. It's a lot of gay people in the world. And this was 1990. Yes. So, so it's so probably... So years ago. So it's higher than that now. Doubled. And now... And, but we're, what we're talking about in terms of who were actually raised, it's between 8 to 10 million children. Wow. Um, are being raised in gay and lesbian households so you know we are a force to be reckoned and so many people want to go down that road of saying that you know oh if your mom is gay or if your dad is gay you're gonna you're, be gay you're gonna turn into this freak of nature you're gonna either wind up being gay yourself or you're gonna have all these other issues or well, they've done longitudinal studies now, which means that a study that they started 20, 30 years ago, and now the kids, like the first studies that were done were done in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So now they're having a chance to go back and like they've been tracking these kids all these years who are now adults, and the kids aren't any more gay <laughs> than anyone else in the general population. And they say that it's about 10%. That 10% of the general population, about, give or take, is um, gay or, or lesbian. So that same statistic or percentage holds for kids of gay and lesbian parents. So that argument is dead. Um, and there really wasn't any significant difference between kids who were raised um, in gay and lesbian households and in terms of education, in terms of you know, health issues, you know, anything that they could look at to say, oh, wow, this is a it's bad a thing. Right? No, no better, no worse. No better, no worse. So, um, we're going to get to your question. Um, do you want to get to that now? 
for KB? Sure. Or do you want to talk about some of this stuff and then interject it as we talk? Um, no, I guess we can hit the question and do a little of both. Okay. Interject and... Okay. Because our next segment around this is coming out to your kids. So maybe let's start off with answering. So she's got a nine-year-old daughter. We already know her situation. She's still living at home. Um, and I'm assuming that her daughter lives at home with her mm-hmm. as well. At her, in her parents' home. And so and her... her hmm? And her lover is her daughter's godmother. godmother right? And they're both um, in the church. church right. Spend a lot of time together. Um, and her daughter's nine. Okay. But at this point, they're not out at all. Right. So. She's asking, when should she come out to her daughter? Well, since she's saying when and not if. Um, That's a good thing. <laughs> I, I guess, you know, I don't think that there's this set formula or set age where, you know what, tens the age you come out to a child. This is certainly um, a case by case. Sorry. Sorry, Sip. It's case by case. Um, I think, you know, you know your child better than anyone. And it's quite obvious that your partner has been in the picture for Ever. For three years. Well, she's a godmother. She might have been in the picture for three years as a relationship. They've been in a relationship for three years. This is true. She's probably been a part of a child's life since day one. Um, you know, I think um, in terms of when you should come out to your child, if you feel that your child can is ready and, you know... I don't, I don't, I don't know when. I, that's something that you have to determine for yourself. Um, now, if you were asking if, that's something different. But when, I can't. I really can't give you a time frame as to when it's comfortable or when is the best time for you to come out to your child. Although I will say that I think around about this age mm-hmm. is a good time. Um, it's you know not too young. I think the longer you wait, the older the child is, the more you, the more difficulty may arise, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to, you know, child still being kind of young, growing up, growing into it, as opposed to waiting until 16, 17, and you drop this bombshell, that more than likely, child probably already knows. Children, we don't give them enough credit. At all. This is true. Um, and actually, this is a pretty good hot topic. I've read all over the internet and forums and um, groups, blogs, and all of that. This topic comes up um, quite often. And, and in all the reading and the little research that I've done, you know, as a parent, you're very concerned about what is my child going to think? How's my child going to react when they find out that, you know, either dad's gay or mom's. A lesbian and and almost I want to say all the cases that I read it was like really no big deal to the child the child was like yeah anyway move right along or like mom dad I knew or you know it was like crazy questions after the fact like 
Does this mean we're still not going to go get ice cream? Like, you know, the parents sat down and said, you know, after I tell you such and such, something important I have to share with you, we're going to go get ice cream. It's like, once the kid heard it, it was like, okay, that means I have two moms or two dads. Does this mean I'm going to get more for Christmas? Or, you know, it was very, very, they were very unjudged. They weren't judgmental. You know, they weren't, you know, so broke up the way perhaps the media or different people may make you believe they didn't hate their parent you know it was it was like okay thanks for the news flash but I already knew or it was no big deal and it seemed as if the child just went on about him or her business like okay so that's interesting because um I actually I was friends with a woman um I mentioned her name because of the C um, mm-hmm. Some time ago, we're not really in touch anymore. I'd love to know how she's doing, but anyway, what's up, C? If you out there, girl, give me a holla. Yeah, she just knows exactly who you are right now. <laughs> um. Anyway, she shared with me um when she came out to her son. Now, when I was friends with C, we were his. He was probably sixteen at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so she came out to him when he was like, I want to say about thirteen, mm-hmm. and she was so regretful that she waited so long because they actually were on vacation at Disney World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time, she was not in a relationship, and she thought that this was a great time to come out to him. They were on this mother-son bonding vacation. So she was like they were, you know, at the amusement park and she told him like right in the middle of like Magic Kingdom. <laughs> I think that was she just didn't I think that was just not wise the her whole setup. Was probably really yeah. bad. And he actually got upset and she was like it took some like patience on her part to like really, you know, just step back and allow him to be mad at her she thought that he was just rejecting her so she was really really upset thinking oh my god I shouldn't have told him or you mm-hmm. know he's he's gonna hate me now because I'm gay whatever well when he finally piped down and told her and, and was able to articulate what he was feeling he wasn't upset that she was gay he was upset that because she waited, so long. she waited so long right um and you know she was like oh sorry yeah and i don't mean to cut you off but a lot of the things when i was reading the ones that did kind of have a negative impact and it wasn't what the parent had to say it was either how they delivered the message or they waited too long and the child felt some sense of resentment or even betrayal or mistrust because you know mom and dad walked around with this secret and never so I guess uh, KB um, yeah I mean but I think for my friend C she was concerned about her son's level of maturity so she claims that she waited until she could really sense that he could quote unquote handle it in terms of whatever she used to measure that I guess that's what a mother knows I'm not a mom biologically so you know you know your child and so she you know used that as a way to as a barometer so KB maybe you know look at your daughter and 
look at other situations or other things that she's dealt with in her life or how she handles new information etc and then you can kind of gauge um if she's you know if you think she's sort quote unquote ready to accept this information but i think papa and i are both on the same page that you don't want to wait too long um i definitely definitely before the child like fully enters puberty or like is a teenager it's way too late <laughs> and kb you are not alone because i'm at a critical age myself with my son he's nine and um my my view on things has always been i've always done my level best to shield him from my lifestyle i don't you know I, I do everything behind closed doors you know I'm not I'm not openly or I haven't openly exposed him to the quote unquote relationship part of me and um, SIP but I mean you know at some point and I mean unfortunately the time has come at some point real soon um, some conversation will have to take place you know he just turned nine he's he's a really intelligent kid and I would have sense enough to believe he would not shock me mm-hmm. if I sat down and talked to him and he said he knew mm-hmm. or maybe he don't know the proper terms or mm-hmm. but I don't think he's going to be clueless like I said kids are not dumb we think they are we think they don't know Jack Diddley squat but this is 2008, and I have sense enough to believe that my son puts two and two together and always gets four. <laughs> um, and especially because he has, he has a really, you know, him and Chip have their own little relationship, their own way of doing things, Our talking. They really, literally have their own world. And it's funny because, you know, when I'm not around, he's asses sip all kinds of interesting questions and makes interesting statements and um you know for a minute I guess when he was like seven ish eight ish he was you could tell he was really trying to figure out who I was who, what was his the significance of sip in his mm-hmm. in his life just for him like are you my aunt are you my god mom are you my friend are you you know so I see his little brain trying to put things in his proper perspective, but real soon, I guess in the next maybe year or so, I'm going to have to put it in his proper perspective. But I th- I'm really st- have held off because when it happens, it's going. I'm, I'm going to have to fully out myself because mm-hmm. I would never put the pressure on him of sh- keeping what. For what really isn't a secret, my secret, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's just not having the word attached to it, I right? Think that's the only exactly, thing that we and then that's that's done. that's the issue because ain't nobody gonna tell me my family don't know and her family don't know, and if they don't know, I hate it. I did not come from a bunch of dumb fucks, no. and that's just, <laughs> just you know what's been interesting though in the last few months, Puff. Just as a sidebar, um, you know, as y'all know, uh, I spend like every weekend here I try to go home during the week now during the summer months when Puff is off I like pretty much moved in the king isn't around um, 
so he's spending time with his dad so I like move in essentially for the summer and I just kind of go home and you know check on things make sure my you know roof isn't leaking or anything yeah, and right. then I head back over here but at any rate when it, when it's like a typical school year September to June I come here on the weekend stay here Friday through Sunday and then I head back home Monday morning well the last few months Puff has had a cousin and who's been you know away and is back in town and he's been coming to see Puff on Sundays Mm. (laughs) and sometimes with little or no notice they just kind of drop by I mean that's how you know that's cool this is Puff's house but I always I, I felt some awkwardness like I mean this guy's young he's like our age yeah and he comes with his mom um who I've you know seen around for a while but she's a little off which offers with me very nice very pleasant but not like a little hands off um or a distance I don't really feel as close to her as even I do your other aunt for whatever reason she just seems to have put a little bit of a I don't know what the word is hmm but it's very subtle and it's not rude or it's not anything that I take in a necessarily negative way um but anyway so I'll I get a little anyway just the whole appearance of it yes very interesting stuff but I would just say as a side note too to this whole coming out for your partner KB Nakia um just as a word of advice to you I don't know if you have kids of your own as well they haven't been mentioned in our emails but as um, being in a relationship with Puff and Puff having the kids, me not having the kids, you know, a child, because I ain't having more no more. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, just be, um, just you know, respect whatever KB decides. I mean, if KB wants your opinion or your advice on what you should say or not say, it sounds like y'all have that worked out. Being. Um, the child's godmother but I pretty much let Puff do her own thing because if I were um if the tables were turned I don't know that I would be you know I, I, I don't I'm not sure how I would handle it yeah and, um I know like there was like phases within our relationship I think when he, maybe he was about you know five or six I felt like he was a little more observant to his environment that I became very concerned about how he would interpret, you know, sip, staying so much, and you know, just us always together. And it wasn't so much to have it. My biggest fear was, you know, because we were still, we still very much, you know, haven't verbalized it to everyone. You know, thinking, oh God, he's a kid. He's a little motor mouth. It may be just an inopportune time where he decides to blurt out. Sip was at the crib and you know but and actually you know thought about contemplating scaling back the amount of time that she stays here and you know what are we going to do blase blase and I was completely open I mean although it was a little you know disappointing or disheartening the fact that you know our relationship might change but at the end of the day you know Puff has the awesome responsibility of another life so you know you have to respect that and whatever she 
decided that she needed to do or not do in terms of my relationship that second secondary to her role as a mom so um it wound up being the case though that i i think it, it worked a, for a little while where i was coming probably, less. probably about a week <laughs> but then you have the king start to say well where's it yeah and this yeah it was like and it had I'm, a whole reverse so if i'm not around yeah for a he's of time, constantly like where is she where is she is she coming? Is she come like no, she has a home and it's always like the adjustment period from summer, like the end of summer when you know, you're constantly we constantly staying with each other and then and even even now like when we kinda of back on a school schedule and it's you know, not as much during the week and it's been set that way, even now he he's still now he know you're not coming Monday through Friday during school week and he'll be like <laughs> is Sip coming? And I'll be like, No, she's home. And you know, if he does that too much throughout the week, I'll be like, Yo, Sip, your buddy's asking for you. So you know, once again, I don't think it's going to be a terrible, terrible shock. Now, in terms of, you know, I don't know if this is in the question or, oh, once you're out with it, okay. Once you're out, you know, is any age too young? I think it's a parent's decision. You know your child. Um, just like I don't think, you know, sexuality, once again, it gets this heavy weight of, oh my God, what should you do? You use the same judgment, in my opinion, in terms of if a child is too young to be exposed to something. You know, when are you going to have to talk about sex? When are you going to expose your child to X, Y, Z? Like, you use them same. So okay, so you're saying that the same age that the king would get the birds and the bees conversation is the same age when you tell him about our relationship? No, I'm just it may not. I mean, for him, I think it, that's probably all going to happen around about the same time because it's not that far off. But I mean, right, just in I don't general, even know what that age is. yeah, like I like I don't just his maturity level and his way of thinking and all of that I think very soon that conversation is going to happen but like you know your child like five or four I don't think it's all important for me to expose him to my sexual preference or who I'm in relationship at that young of an age I don't under I don't think they can really comprehend it and understand the whole, you know, the whole picture at three and four years old. I don't, and I don't know if you give them the, the watered down version of it or just a general. But just as they would know that they've got a mom and a dad, you're not telling them what their mom and and dad are doing. And I guess I'm looking at it from this perspective because I'm not completely out. So I think perhaps if it was turned a little differently and I was out and he, the child is the only person that doesn't know or is unaware, then that's a whole other situation. And when that is, is then I could see maybe three or four start dropping little, you know, this is mommy too and I'm mommy too and whatever. So, it, it I, I look at it differently depending on what's going on gotcha. within the gotcha. relationship. Gotcha. So, because there's no requirement of him to know, you know, in, things about our levels of intimacy. No, 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 no. Because at the same token, if I was with 
a man or his dad or anybody he he's still a child it's you wouldn't know the level of intimacy that's going on right. between me and anybody else so that's not that wouldn't once again because I'm with a woman doesn't change my way of thinking and what I w- would expose him to I will say at at this point in the relationship in terms of exposing him to any type of intimacy it hasn't been done for the simple fact I'm not out so I don't think you know him walking up catching me and sip kissing is going to happen not that it wouldn't after a conversation but even with that it, it would be done I can't imagine I that. mean <laughs> and honestly it would have to like I, like I, the key word was it would have to be a catcher like oh he walked in and I just so happened to be giving sip a, a peck or but even if I wasn't a lesbian, I would. I don't. He still. I don't think I would still expose him to my intimacy. That well, I'm just thinking like not even. I'm not. So maybe intimacy is the wrong word. Maybe it's um, if we're sitting affection. watching a movie, and if you, let's say, if you and his dad were still together. And maybe y'all were watching a movie in the living room, and he might have his arm around you, and that wouldn't be something that would be right. inappropriate for him to see. Right, and and when that time comes that he's exposed to, you know, us being in a relationship, I wouldn't have a problem with that, because in in my mind, at some point he's. He's going to see, or he's going to need to see, love being expressed in the home. And I'm not saying turn this into no type of freak fest. Well, or he sees it. He's yeah, it already. Yeah, but not in the way that you know we're talking. Like for example, um, Puff tends to be the chef around here, y'all. She can burn in the kitchen, puts her toes in it. <laughs> And that's a good thing. If y'all don't not familiar with the putting it in the put your toes in it, it's a good thing. Google it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, so um, there are countless occasions where you know Puff kicks me out the kitchen. You know, I try to go in and help. Just get out of my way is what she tells me. And so I go like a like an obedient person is supposed to do, and I go sit down, and she brings me my food and. I say thanks, and then we sit and have a nice little meal together, and the king gets waited on, or he gets his own, because he's not a maid. Right, he, he doesn't have the maid service, as she puts it. So. <laughs> but, so, I'm saying he sees the level of, um, you know, things that we do for each other. As simple as serving each other a meal, or, you know, I'll come get our dishes and, you know, wash them. Because I like that arrangement. You cook, I clean. We can do that. Um... So yeah, he sees it. He sees yeah. he sees that, and that's love expressed too. I mean, love is expressed in many different ways. So anyway, um, so yeah, we think um, some ages are just too young, and some of these young parents today exposing their kids to all kinds of stuff at very young ages, I just think is inappropriate. So do I. Kids no are not supposed to be exposed. Hetero, gay. Yeah. And like it's crazy by me being in education. And you see it. I, I see it. Especially by me having been shifted to the fourth grade. Um, How 
is that demon possessed for? Oh, yeah, it's I still just... demon possessed, and I'm getting moved back. Um, no, the, the the one girl, the one that threw the. You know, she hasn't had any more demonic uh, episodes since. She's been pretty fine, so I guess she went to her exorcism or something, or got the devil out of her. No, she she's been she's been fine. She hasn't had any more um, episodes. episodes. Wonderful. But uh, yeah, it, it, with my fourth graders, you know, they come in, you know, the ones that's been exposed, you know, the ones who parent didn't do a good job of doing things behind closed doors, having conversation. I mean, and they're four, I mean four, they're fourth graders. They will tell what goes on in their household at the drop of a dime. Very innocently, though, not to be, you know, telling all mom and dad's business or mom and boyfriend. And you, you hear all of that. My mom had a boyfriend. Then that boyfriend left and another one came. And, and sometimes you just you just sit and all like, why? You wonder why the kids come to school at crazy and, you know, seem not to have any structure, no discipline. It's like... You almost can't. You can't fault them because they are acting out what they see. I have never. And then they still get sent to school with no breakfast. They, they get sent to school with no breakfast. I they, bet there's been heard of. They didn't get dinner the night before. I mean, it's 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 crazy, and it's like, wow. At the end of the day, the kids are suffering the most. We just had on Friday, first grader kindergarten. Kin, the first grade girl went to the boys' bathroom. And literally just pulled up her dress up over her head, pulled her underwears down, and was telling the little boys to come into the bathroom. Oh, no. And two of the other little kindergartens ran, came up to the office. It was, you know, during lunchtime. And was like, and this one particular little girl that did the pulling up of the dress, you know, she convinced a couple of other girls to come in the bathroom, pull up their dresses, and do the same thing. And it's like, you know, they snapping on the kids. And I'm in the office. I was like, oh, you know, they, oh, we going to suspend. I'm like, hold it. These are babies. Somebody exposed them. Like, y'all better take them to the, to the social service office and make sure, like, what's going on? Exactly. Like, y'all ready to talk about suspend, but you want to suspend the big Joe knuckleheads, you know, that's getting, you know, smart with teachers and all that kind of stuff. But you look at it, the baby and say, why are you in the bathroom being fresh? No, you exactly find out why is this child in the bathroom being fresh. What have they been exposed to to know to come in the bathroom, pull up your dress, and pull your underwears down and get other people in? So, you know, it's it's what they're exposed to. And it's not just TV. It's not just the videos. It's not just the music. A lot of this stuff they are seeing with their own eyes. So, you know, in terms of age and exposure... I ain't gonna keep them. I ain't gonna keep them ignorant, but you ain't gonna open I ain't door, gonna either. open the door open for the it, door. exactly like, hey, look what I'm doing. No, right. get on up out of here, boy. Oh, so all right. So, uh, um, what do you feel about this? When I it was interesting when I was googling this topic of of gay parents, um, I was getting so much around hate to say it but it was very very skewed all of my like the top responses or results mm-hmm. were white gay men um who were adopting so you know it took me a while to like find 
you know, stories or situations or perspectives of of black lesbian moms. I had mm-hmm. to actually go to Black Planet or, you know, stuff, yeah. yeah, things like that Kuma would recommend or something that was more about for our community. But just Googling it in a generic way, I was getting... So I just thought I would throw it in because it is something that has become very, very common. Um, what do you feel about interracial adoption of uh, you know by gay parents, particularly um, white gay parents adopting African American children? My theory is this, and, and and I really don't have a whole lot to say about this. Is there are so many children that are in need of you know a loving, supportive family structure rather it be man woman 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 man man my thing is if there is somebody out there or a couple out there that is willing to take on someone else's responsibility and I mean treat this child I ain't ain't getting into the you know you in it for the financial gain because there is some finances that go along with adoption I'm talking about you legitimately care about this kid or kids and you're taking care of them you're providing them with a stable environment a stable home Adopt all the little kids that's outside of your in your race, outside of your race, other countries. I do not care. It's just the simple fact that they are getting what they need. I don't care who it comes from, as long as they you're not doing nothing to do any ill will towards these children, and you know you don't have a a, a personal you know motive, you know a bad motive or negative motive. By all means, let them adopt. Because right. my thing is, where were they? Right. What were they getting? Right. What wasn't they some getting? State exactly. Some state funding, foster home, foster home and, and I hate to say, like the foster care system is 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 like a joke now. It's like bad. it's about money. Yep. You know, the kids aren't being, and that's not, and I'm not bashing all foster home because it's some, it's a good amount of foster parents that are in it for the right reasons to provide kids with temporary shelter and you know give them what they can while they're there but then you have a whole nother group that's mm, I get free child care I get money I get food stamps I get everything to take care of somebody else's child and, and, and they're not being taken care of the proper way by all means interracial I don't care it doesn't bother me when I see you know white parents rather they be gay or straight and they have a black child, a Latino oh, child. The only thing that gets me get is they need, I believe, that if you're going to adopt outside of your race, that there should be a mandatory some type of cultural classes, education behind it. Because a lot of times, the only thing, the only thing that really bothers me and the little girls is they don't know how to do their, hair, do their hair or what to do to their child. hair. And even, you know, in my... I guess only concern would be is just because you're adopting a child that is not, you know, in your race, so to speak, or you're going outside of your race, give that child an opportunity to expo- be exposed to their culture, mm-hmm. which means you have to get some, some, some background on their culture. And I ain't just saying just go, oh, let's go to a homecoming at Howard University just to be around the black folk. <laughs> no, do things just like you may celebrate. I don't know Hanukkah, Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. you know do it so they're getting you get to a Kwanzaa, a Kwanzaa celebration, celebration right 
So, so a big brother, big sister mentor right, program, where they're exposed to, you right, know, right. so they can see people that look like them. And but you know what? This is funny. It reminds me of a story. Um, my niece, who is now fifteen, I think. Mm-hmm. She um. When she was in elementary school, she was in this kind of like very exclusive private school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know about that school. Yeah, little King's <laughs> going to get up in there. But. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, so it was a very, very, you know, good, good, good school. And she sat next to a little black girl in class. And at one point, the little black girl shared. And I'm saying they must have been maybe in second or third grade so they were really young Mm -hmm. around the king's age I guess and um, the little black girl shared she said I have two white mommies (laughs) not the fact that I have two mommies but I got two white mommies and my niece said oh that's oh that's just ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) because she never been exposed to it and so she of course my niece being a talker Went straight home and told her mom, my sister-in-law, about it. And I guess my sister-in-law kind of explained to her, well, you know, people have all different kinds of families. She's got two mommies. You got a mommy and a daddy. But she was like, well, how is that possible? Like She just couldn't grab the concept of it. No, So at some point, she she cut it off, I guess, because she didn't want to go give her too Mm -hmm. much details. But um, that girl needed a lot of help. Um, Well, not the girl, but the girl's mommies (laughs) mommies <laughs> need a lot of help because her hair would be a mess and so my sister-in-law actually spent some time with the mommies mm-hmm. teaching her teaching them how to care, care for the for hair, hair. Yeah. even if it was just and i think she wound up giving her phone numbers to get her hair braided mm-hmm. you know salons that weren't terribly far from where they lived to go get it done so you know that was like something that just happened because they had kids that were friends but Yes, the cultural classes piece mm-hmm. is important. And that girl has done very, very well for herself so far. She's in I think she goes to um another exclusive high school down the area and has, you know, made excellent grades and is very proud of her two white mommies. Yeah. Yes, child. So I'm I'm in full agreement with you. Look, if you can take care of some of these kids because some of these kids have major issues. Issues. Yeah, and they right. need help and they need somebody that is going to care for them and love them as if they were their own and regardless of race gender sexuality the hey make it happen one concern that i have i'll skip that other stories in, in the interest of time um my only concern about some of this stuff is um the studs that want or have their kids call them daddy yeah um yeah, that uh, you're not their dad. I'm sorry. Once again, this goes back to my many fits, my many rants about at the end of the day, studs, butches, whatever. Unless you've gone through the snip clip and all of that, <laughs> you are still a woman at the end of the day. And that, to me, that just sends major confusion to a child that you, you know, either you birthed or your partner birthed. And now you are asking the child to identify one of you as dad. But you know what's interesting on the forum around this issue um, of parenting on Black Planet under the Mature Lesbians Forum. Mm-hmm. Excellent forum. One of my favorites. Yeah, I love that um, one too. Love it. Um, 
the uh, there was a there's a huge topic around this, and so there were I think two different people there who whose kids are are, are you know continuing to call them daddy. And they are fiercely defensive about it. Like, look, my kid calls me that. That's what, you know, he or she wants to call me. That's the term they came up with. I think one calls their one of their mommies poppy. Um, I, I, I have an issue with and, it. I mean, I guess... I have an issue with it. it I, I, me personally, um, Little King would never be calling me dad or sip dad because... Neither one of them is his dad. First of all, he has a dad, and that's just what he is—his dad. But um, I don't know if in these cases, well, father is us, not. Neither one of us fall into the category. Category, yeah. He would, uh, being, for, to do that, he would be. These are that hard would, studs. That would confuse him. Like, what in the dad? You know? Yeah. Like, no. yeah, exactly. No. But these, I'm, I'm, as you said, are very hard studs. I'm sure look very masculine, yeah, very manly, and maybe at that point where. They're not trying to identify with anything feminine. Where they are, for lack of a better word, the man in the household. And I I guess if, you know, that works for you. And if it's something where I heard you say that, you know, the kids decided. And if if this was the case where, you know, maybe, I don't know, it could have been a family discussion. Where, you know, they just allow the kid to come up with a term that they felt comfortable with. If the kid came up with daddy hey I can't knock it that's what works in your family but when the time comes for me to sit down and talk to little king and after I have a conversation with him and ship is brought into the conversation um, and it's interesting because even I guess when he started talking and being able to address you that was a concern like what because I'm I'm a, I'm a stickler nobody's calling nobody by their first name right. you know he's not calling her sip by my by real first real name, first name. Right. and that has nothing to do with nothing but respect right. you ain't calling no adult by their first name it is going to be mr mrs you know if you're close enough you know you know to do that whole auntie uncle thing right it's none of that first name stuff so it was interesting we kind of sat down and came up oh, with I'll a little forget it because we were in shop right and little king was i don't know was he even he wasn't two he was one yeah whenever he was talking he was saying mine a whole bunch of other blabble babble <laughs> babble his ass he off wasn't saying <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> i thought you know he was a little special because he, he been no, through a lot no. at, you know when he was born and that's a whole other show uh, got dropped and skull fractured so him talking was a big issue he did a whole bunch of blah, 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 and I was like, "Boy, is he ever going to talk right?" And then, well, it was funny. So he was calling, obviously, his mom, mom, his dad, dad, and so we, me, and Puff and the King were in Shoprite, <laughs> and I'm pushing the cart, and he's, you know, right there in front of me in the little kid part, and he's like, he kind of touches my hand, and he says, "Ma." <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> this is just real like my ma. No, no. So that's when we were like, okay, we have to come up with something. So we came up with, actually, Puff came up with this creative nickname based on my first name that sounds very much like a nickname. Yes, yeah, very much like a child giving nickname. <laughs> 
So that's what he calls me with no miss in front of it, yeah. no auntie in front of it. Um, and it's pretty cool. He talked about it. Like in the last couple of years, he kind of talked about and asked about whether or not, um, you know, he should start calling me aunt something. Yeah. Or like maybe my real name instead of this little fake name. And even my own mom would say, does he still call you that? Well, I know he can say your real name by now. Like, do I sense hostility? <laughs> like, what is up with you? Yeah. So, um, hey, like, then he's still very much just in that, in that phase trying to figure out, like, oh exactly gosh. what is she to me? Uh-huh. And because, you know, he does have godparents, but they were such losers and such slackers. <laughs> and my, my boy... My my big thing in life is do not promise my son something that you cannot deliver. And you and, know, and you know what? He's such a good kid, and he's a fun. Yeah, kid. And that pissed me off. Don't tell him you're gonna do something. So I understand for some of these brats out here in the world that think they deserve, but like, you know, he is really, he is really, really a good kid. It's yeah, fun and, to be around. And we're not just saying that because you know. <laughs> King, but he really is. He really doesn't give me any, any troubles. No, respectable. Um, he's a good kid. Yeah. And so to me, it's like you know, poo on you. Yeah, his godparents, you know, for not stepping up. Yeah, they like out. every opportunity, and it's not you know, and my my step up was it's not about you know his godparents, one particular set, or his ex godparents, because they they ex as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> pretty wealthy you know got money and all that but that had nothing to do with who me and his dad chose as godparents like we took that real serious we was looking at people like you know it's gonna help raise this boy and it's going you know instill the things in him that we would and would if push came to shove had to stand in our place you know what i'm saying so we picked these godparents and they like just disappeared like you know, they we were all in the same church and all of that. But when they left the church, I was like, that has nothing to do with your relationship with your godchild. Constantly giving phone numbers when he had to go through his open heart surgery. You know, it was in in their state in Delaware. They were there. You know, they came and gave him money and all that. And it's it's like every time you see him, it's like they handing off money. And I'm like, it's y'all y'all don't get it. It's not about money. It's not about the yeah, money. My, and my thing, especially after his dad moved, you know, back to Virginia. My thing was, no, I need help. Like, spend time with him. Like, I'm not to buy him stuff. Like, be that male figure because his dad is not here physically. And that's really what I was looking for. Like, come and get my boy sometime and do some man things. Because at the end of the day, I, you know, I could be the best mom in the world. I can't teach my son how to be a man. I did some things that I, I'm going to need help with. You know, I'm going to need somebody here to say, you know what? Come on, little man. Let's go do some, some guy things or whatever. So I was looking for that, and I couldn't get it. And, you know, I've been patient. So I pretty much wrote them all. But then his he's lost both of his godparents when my pastor and sister pastor died. Yeah, they automatically right. just took him. And they were, like, kind of upset when he was born that I didn't. Like, they wasn't in my mind to be godparents. I'm just like, they just passed. Like, I knew it was going to be a special little relationship because of who we are. But, like, when he got christened, they was like, oh, no, that's our godson. And then, 
you know, they were very active in his life. But they older and they so you know, he can't go out and throw footballs or nothing with them, you know. They were good for the, the, the spiritual aspect of things and sitting talking with them, big on education, having fun and all that kind of stuff. They did their part. But they were older. Old. <laughs> so it was only so much physical things they can do. And then this other set same thing, they kinda up there and the brother the guy dad, he's kinda up there in age and you know. So I kinda they all got kicked to the curb and well the, the younger set he sees from time to time at church, but it's still yeah, everybody's on this money thing. Oh, here go a couple dollars and I'm like Y'all don't get it. I didn't pick y'all to see what y'all could do for him financially. Like I want, I wanted people that would be able to spend time with him, and that just doesn't happen. Meanwhile, Sip, on the other hand, was acting and has always, you know, done parental things. You know, acted as if a godparent. I'm like, you know what? You looking for a title to give her? You looking for a place for her? She's your godmom. I mean, she does. You know, spend the time, the whole night. It's not just about, even though she spoils him, and you know, gives him little treats, and it's about. But you know, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not discouraging people from buying them things. But my point is, I don't. That title wasn't something I said to give to you because of what you do for him financially. She does it all. Spends time with him. You know, sit and read a book to him. Take them out, you know, do it all. So I'm like, mm, yes, you want to know what she is? She's your grandma. Yeah, so I've so. actually heard him, like, um, when I've picked him up from school at times. Right. And they see the figure appear at the door and they're like, whose mom is that? <laughs> and I've heard him say, oh, that's my godmom. So, so. Hey, title works for me. So, anyway, um, potential, potential resistance from the other biological parent. Um, is a reality for some for some parents, right? So yeah. if you're going to come out to the king or you know KB, you're going to share with your daughter at some point about your sexuality. Um, what about your daughter's father? You know, what does that mean for? Oh, you got to speaking of the king. He has to get in the bed. <gasps> oh my God! <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh huh. 15 minutes later so um these are important issues yeah so um but anyway puff you're back in the world where we left off i'm just speaking that's how much of a good kid he put himself to bed at 8 45 he is asleep no. He turned the TV off the whole night. I just kissed him on his forehead Aww. and was like, "Oh, boo boo!" Because we got this whole little crazy game we play. <laughs> Somebody just got a hole in their lip drinking eggnog. Yeah. So, and he knows, you know. I tell him we do these recordings, podcast recordings, and um, he knows when we do the recording. I'm like, you know, kind of not trying not to disturb me while I'm doing it. What if he was standing by the door? <laughs> Knowing him, he probably was. Oh, golly. Oh, anyway, but he got he put himself in the bed. And I kissed him on the forehead. Oh. He sleep, so he did the right thing. Why don't y'all do the little thing in the morning to make up for what you missed tonight? The little yeah. The only thing about starting rituals with him, he'll think that's a game, and he'll be wanting to do that every morning. No, 
know. You just say you made it up for for last night. Oh well, you know. We'll see. Yeah, they got some strange rituals. He just he just said the other night. He's like, we gotta think of something else to do. I'm like, you think? As long as we don't go back to that saying goodbye in forty different languages before we get to bed. That was that was a crazy mess, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, we we would say goodbye in all the languages that we knew, and whoever would get them out first would uh win. Now we do this thing. It's almost like a running freeze tag <laughs> and he loves it it's cute we do it every night we find little games to play at night before he goes to bed yes so my get good that. my good baby went to bed without me get that adrenaline pumping right before he has to turn in and that's what he does and he kills me because like i do this whole tuck him in give him a kiss give him a hug then i turn the light off go back give him another hug and it's like if i miss a hug or something like oh my god you didn't get it i'm like Go back. He's just a kid of routine. He's always been and can't mess up the routine. So. Oh. Anyway, and we got swim class tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So anyway, um, but some of the um, I'm just gonna keep us moving. Some of the outcomes or rewards of coming out to your kids, um, say that you'll have more authentic relationships with them. They actually yeah. say that you'll have, you know, these are some of the benefits. Ooh. Scratching my head. Scratching her head, people. Ooh, scratching. Oh. He's just like, mm, I'm scratching. He, you know, just didn't want to leave it open for nobody to think. I'm scratching my butt or something? Or anything Ew. else. <laughs> you nasty. So, anyway, um, more likely to be empathetic and accepting of others because, you know, they do talk about the potential for some kids to get teased. You know, um, depending ho- on how out their moms are. Now, if you've got like a mom who's out, super out with rainbow down car and, you know, walking to pick up your kid from school hand in hand with your girlfriend or your wifey, um, yeah, you kind of open yourself up to it. Not to say that you shouldn't be that way. Um, but I think that you have an added responsibility as a parent to be careful about I agree. how you expose your child to the potential, you know, being teased. Right. And that wouldn't sit well with me at all if I witnessed someone teasing the king because I, I, I'm that parent. You know, me and him going to be out there fighting whoever it is. Because just very recently, like I think last week when I was picking, yeah, you told picking him up from school. Um, he he's not a fighter, but don't get it twisted. I've instilled enough in him that don't you ain't no pushover, you ain't no wuss. And he's that kind of kid that, when pushed, when angry, he's he's gonna go off. He's like that kind of scary. Like he gonna tear somebody's head off. And as I'm walking up the sidewalk to come and get him, you know, it's a whole slew of kids. They're running, they're pushing. And I you know immediately spot him, and his face is like red, and he all swolled up and. He's like, why are you playing fist balled up? And I, I'm like seeing him like, I just see the rage in his face. Like he is getting ready to snap. I'm coming up. And I'm like, yo, yo, what's going on? You know, a little boy had, you know, was running, pushed him on purpose, mm-hmm. pushed him down. And he ended up falling into dog poo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kids going to be kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they all stand over top of him. It was about eight of them. Just stand over top of him laughing. Ah, you got poo. And when I, at the point when I saw him, you know, he was getting up. 
get ready to retaliate. And I kind of, you know, goddamn was like, nah. And, you know, snapping on the other kids. Like, oh, y'all think this funny? Like, it ain't, you know, got them in check. Like, no, no, no. It ain't going down like this. So, I would have a real issue if, you know, he got teased or picked on because of my sexuality. So, I would be very careful and, you know, you know what's exposed probably because kids are cruel they are we yeah, kids yeah. are some of the coolest things on earth they're yeah, cruel and brutally honest. honest yeah so you know i think i would try to not necessarily hide but just be very conscious of what is exposed in public and all of that mm-hmm. because it is not just me right i have it i have a, a child to think about right yep um other benefits you become closer with one another you have fewer secrets um and that i think this is another great one is that your kid could become like your strongest ally you know especially sons with their moms they already are a little protective and um you know most sons are really crazy about their moms you know there's a very interesting bond so you know um but also with daughters as well so i think you know there's a lot of potential for your kid to be um, a very strong supporter of you and to help you through some other difficult times with people that might not be quite so supportive mm-hmm. so hopefully KB we've um, given you some food for thought and some ideas of maybe when given your situation might be a better time to um, sit your daughter down um, show unconditional love have fun together talk with your kids be open and honest um, teach them the appropriate values, um, and there's some. There are a lot of resources out there. You can find families like yours, families that have, you know, similar that you know have similar issues, similar challenges. Um, there's a lot of help out there if you yeah. kind of you know reach out, and hopefully we can be a resource as well. Mm-hmm. Good. Our next topic is going to be light as hell. Cause I yeah, feel like we've, we've been, been pretty some, serious for... Whew, I feel like my head's about to explode. Yeah, our next topic is going to be... Dirty Minds! Dirty Minds! So. Y'all know about that game? Y'all pipe down. I see y'all, y'all getting excited because we're going to get sexual with it. So yeah, we're going to do something fun and kind of pick it up a little bit but hey this is it because it's all goes to the day's work sometimes you gotta slow it down and get those serious topics in there because at the end of the day yes we're lesbians but we encounter the same issues the same problems as heteros and everyone else so these things are important that we do you know discuss them and we just not on here acting foolish all of the time yeah even though you know i puff she sips we do have uh some sense and common sense and good sense that we oh, a lot live it. by every day. Oh yeah. Regardless of how sip betrays <laughs> me on this podcast. <laughs> no. So it's so much in life that we have to do and worrying about what people think and all of that. Do what's best for you and yours and you and your family. And most importantly, do not be unhappy for no one. It's not worth it. That's my theory. That's my philosophy. I won't be unhappy for no one. And I just know. On that note. 
I'm going to sign off because she's going to want her little singing tangents. And the song that we are going to put on the end of this is I Believe the Children Are Our Future. Oh, golly. You didn't have to get that passionate about it. Are we going to have a what if? No. <sighs> no, we won't have a what if. All right. Do you have one? No. I like Do you think we should have one? No. Sure? I don't care. It's time to go. Okay. I don't think we should have a what if either. Okay. We'll pick back up. We'll definitely have a what if on the next show on 30 Minds. 30 Minds. And perhaps we'll try to get that in midweek. Midweek. Like Wednesday-ish. Wednesday-ish. (laughs) See some why on foolishness right now. Foolishness. So until the next time, drop us. Don't forget. Don't forget. Hit us with that voice about car wash. You have to go if for whatever reason someone's just listening to this episode. You have to go back to the previous because this is a part tour. Yeah. Well, this is thirty six. So right. So they got to go back to thirty five to yeah. get the poll question and all well, of that. Not really a poll, a poll question. question. A pe- Speaking of poll question, the N word vote, y'all. Yeah. Vote. Yeah, yes. you have until. <laughs> You have until the 31st of, of this month, and we only have four votes on there. Actually, we only have two because two of those votes right. are me and Sip. Barack voted for himself. Okay, so I voted, and so did Sip. So only two of you voted. So even if you already voted, vote again. Just so we have a few more. <laughs> no, it's going to show up. It won't. They can't. They only get vote once. Damn. All right, good people. I'm going to go. Take me a shower. Yes. Smoke a little something, something. No. Yeah, I am. Well, I'm not. No, I didn't say you. I didn't say sip going to take a shower. All right. I said Puff going to go take a shower, sip a little bit. I mean, yeah, I do got to finish my drink. Holla, bitches. And I holla at y'all at the crossroad. Deuces. Let us know what you think of that. That hot ass jangle. Deuces. Bye. You're the queen of my heart
It is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.